Bong. We are live. It's Saturday morning. I hope you guys are ready for a party. We got Decent AF in the chat. We got Molly Wicks in the chat. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Um, I, we got some messages from uh, Kmingo and Casey. Said they're not going to make it today. That's okay. We miss you guys. Hopefully, you can uh, watch the stream a little bit later. Uh, and then also, um, you know, listen to Grit. us and, uh, you know, watch us later. Oh, Grit's in the chat. Grit, what's up, man? Long time, no chat. Our good friend, good buddy Grit, uh, formerly on the Junk Door podcast. Um, but yeah, if you if you want a really funny Twitter follow, follow, follow Grit. He's hilarious. Um, okay, well, guys, this is the Cineboys podcast. Um, we're part of the Cork Bats podcast network. Um, if you are watching us live on YouTube right now, thank you so much. We're really, really happy that you're here. Um, if you're new, say hi in the chat. If you're a regular, say hi in the chat. We're, we're really excited to have everybody today. Um, if you are listening to us a little bit later uh, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you so much. Please consider rate, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, we're here. Guys, how we doing? You look handsome. Right back at you. Everybody's looking handsome today. Guys, oh. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. It's been it's a while. It's been so long. Yeah, you, you've been like traveling the world and yeah, just I'm really happy you're back. I'm just so glad to be here. Who knows where Kevin is though? I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so again, uh, if you've been following us on Twitter and Instagram this week, you know that today we're going to do a deep dive into one of our favorite movies. Um, it's going to be a little bit more, um, what's the word, uh, organized this week than in past times where we've talked about a movie where I literally just read the plot from like Wikipedia and when we just stop and talk every once in a while. So we actually have like things to talk about, which is great. Um, let's see. Oh, before I forget, guys, happy National Saxophone Day. <laughs> All right. Give me that sexy sax, man, baby. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on, Mob. Let, let it ride. Let it ride for a second here. Had to, hit, had to hit you with it. You probably didn't see it, so I'm sorry, but I had to play the sexy sax man for National Sax One Day. What were you going to say, Mob? No, you're good. One t- so one time at college, I'm sitting in my class, and out of nowhere, this guy just barges in and does the sexy saxophone guy, mm-hmm. like walks down the aisle and doing it. And <laughs> my professor looks at him and goes, what, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And then he literally chases him out of the... Uh, <laughs> out of the auditorium and we're all just sitting there like what just happened yeah it was and like so, yeah just what an experience love the sexy saxophone man yeah Always. i'll probably hit you guys with it a few more times during the episode just because it's national saxophone day um uh, yeah saxophone what a sexy instrument it's just beautiful sounds beautiful makes you makes you feel just real good you know love it um let's see here well guys i mean typically when we start our podcast we're we're gonna go through and we're gonna ask each other what we're big on so mob why don't we start with you since you're on the east coast just like our friend casey who's moving to the east coast uh can't be with us today but uh really excited for that but mob what are you big on i so typically i don't read 
because I'm not educated enough. And you don't know how. So Right. Yeah. So, but last week, world traveling, I was in Mexico sitting by a pool. And really, when you're doing that, you read. And so I reread the book Red Rising. Mm. I'm just so big on that series. And I'm going to look at the camera when I say this, but Netflix, Amazon, HBO, one of you, pick it up. Make it a TV show yeah. because it is so good and it would be so good as a TV series. Yeah. I and then totally, I don't have to read. I totally agree with you. <laughs> I'm 100% on board. Um, no idea what it is, but like I'm with you. Like I trust if you like something you think it needs to be made into a movie or a TV show, I'm with like, you. I, it could be – I honestly believe this. It could be the next Game of Thrones. Like Ooh. it's 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 dystopian it's type worldwide. stuff. It's got this whole world where it's in space. Like people are on different planets. There's class levels, and it's it's the whole series has been awesome. And just the first three books. So the first three books are a series in of itself, and then the second two, and then the third one coming out of that are like ten years later. Um, but it's just got so much content in it, and every time I read it. Whenever I'm reading a book, I'm thinking, like, how would this be as a movie or a TV show? Mm-hmm. And I'm just reading this book, and I'm like, through the first book, you have a first a season right there. And so. Cool. One of you studios with money, do it. Yeah, they listen to us. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're getting a lot of traction in the, you know, in the zeitgeist. Um, you know, like, for instance, Mob, you had texted me or texted us about it. The Manning cast. They're they're doing the Manning cast on Monday Night Football where it's basically just like a live stream of Eli and Peyton. Um, Watching football? I don't want to say we invented that kind of, you know, you know, live stream style with our award shows, but, like, come on. Let's be honest. Kind of did. They we were doing it before it the Mannings. That's true. That's a fact. I mean, we have an awesome community who literally says, I watch the Cineboys instead of watching the award show. And right. when you're doing the Manning cast, that's what you're doing. You're exactly. not actually watching the game. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bob, appreciate you. We're glad you're back. Uh, and then, of course, joined in his home office. Um, and based on the shirt, you can guess that he is in Missouri. Uh, our good friend, Tom. Tom, how are you? I am well. Good, good, Great good. Great to be here. Good, good, good. Hey, man, what are you big on mm-hmm. this week? Uh, this week, so I actually just found this out this morning uh, by way of Mob. But um, one of the bands that I really... Uh, have come to appreciate over the last years um a little band called Houndmouth uh released a new album yesterday um i have yet to listen to it but that's very exciting um i'd say you know alongside movies music is another passion of mine it probably comes in second place though to movies mm-hmm. um but i do love music um i have been slowly acquiring a vinyl record collection over the last five or six years um and you know i will also say i don't know much about music but i know what i like and so this excites me. I'm excited to go listen to that. Yeah, for sure. That that's cool. Um, I I I've, I've listened to the Hound Mouth a few times. I do like them. I saw them live. They were really good live. Um, a lot of fun. I think I actually. I think I saw them live. I don't know for sure. That's how I'm. I'm bad with concerts. I, I think can't you remember did. Who's who? Yeah, I think no, I, I think probably you did. did. I think you were at Roots and Blues. Yeah, that's where I thought I saw them. Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Tom. Um, mm-hmm. Well, should we move on or should? Hey. Oh. Hey. Yeah. Kenny, I got a question for you. Yeah. Normally, it's Kevin's job, but yeah, he's not right, here. So. Right. Being the uglier of the two of us, between Tom and I, I'll ask. Um, 
Hey, Kenny. Yeah, what's up? What you big on? Okay, I'll tell you what I'm big on. Um, so went to the movie theater last night. Did not see Eternals. I have yet to see it. Uh, went and saw French Dispatch, which is hard to say. So I had to slow down there. But uh, saw French Dispatch. Um, pretty good, you know. Uh, it's Wes Anderson. Here's what I'll say. And we were walking out of the theater last night. Um, Wes Anderson, to me, is one of the most unique filmmakers. I love his visual style. And it's very, um, yeah, there's the clap. Um yeah, it's always interesting to watch, and it feel like it's it's very for me it's very visually um, stimulating. I, I just really really enjoyed the the look and feel of a Wes Anderson movie. That being said, I don't think I'm a huge like Wes Anderson movie fan overall. Like I feel like they're you know the humor is is great, but one of the things I noticed was that literally every time like something would like change, like a scene change, a um, you know, change the shot, whatever, people would just laugh in the theater. And it's like, it was that that funny? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. So decent AFS, how, how was it? I would give it a, a solid B plus. It's a great movie if you want to check it out. Um, you know, it, it's not very long either. So, you know, and it, it has three different big stories that they kind of talk about. Um, but it is good. Um, Remember when there were rumors that it was like six hours? Yeah. I think oh, yeah. the original cut was like four hours long. And it's like, Ugh. I could not have done that. That's too much Wes Anderson. Um, but I mean, you know, I think the thing that I'm really big on was like, I went to the movie last night on a Friday night and it was a full theater. Um, and it was just like, an it was still an enjoyable experience, even though like I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson fan. I just really enjoy that feeling of on a Friday night, being at a movie theater with other people and enjoying the same thing um and it was great um so I'm, I, I think that's more what i'm big on is just the movie theater in general and alamo draft house which shout out again alamo draft house you should sponsor this podcast because we shout out all the time to alamo draft house and start your season pass please it's getting expensive to go see a movie every weekend um so that being said molly wick says thought you were going to say you saw clifford no i didn't see clifford uh, yet but it's on the list um and then let's see yeah chat's popping today decent af says my new saturday morning tradition is watching cineboys and grading all my spelling tests i'm gonna guess i'm not a detective i'm gonna guess at decent af as a teacher i'd put money on that yeah i'd Pretty put good money on that um yeah and then uh, let's see oh molly wick says she heard the discord notification yes i have my discord up i forgot to to turn it down and mute it so you might hear discord notifications throughout uh also if you have not joined the Discord yet, like Kevin, who still, as of, like, what, we're three weeks into the Discord now and still no Kevin in the Discord, um, the, or actually two weeks, but link to the Discord is in the description. So feel free to join. Uh, we love to have you in there. It's just a cool way to keep up with us during the week, um, and it's a fun way to just interact with the community. And we love our community, and it's a lot of fun. So if you want to be a part of that, you're more than welcome to. Um so be sure to join that. Um, and then, yeah, guys, no headlines this week. Let's just get right into it. So, you know, we were talking about it kind of throughout, um, you know. Oh, there's the there's the Discord notification. Uh, we were talking about it throughout um, the week on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but we're going to talk about the movie Heat today. So I don't know. Obviously, we've all seen it. I don't know if everybody in the chat has seen it. Uh, I will say this before we get into it. I think it is the hands down best crime movie ever made. If we're just talking like heist crime, maybe not like organized crime, 
but you know best heist crime movie ever made it's fantastic it's a bit long it's about three hours but it moves fast um it's a los angeles crime saga um i'm gonna go ahead and play the trailer real quick if you guys don't mind i know you're not gonna be able to see it um live on your guys's end but for everybody that's in the chat i'm gonna go ahead and just play that for you real quick so bear with me here i'll get that started you want to be making moves on the street have no attachments allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner in the city of los angeles recognize the mo mo is that they're good if you think these guys are scoring once and passing through, I doubt it. A relentless police detective is on the trail. What do we got? Of a master thief. Your fugitive number one with a bullet is double the risk here. You're wrong. It's four times the risk, and I'm double the worst trouble you ever had. Clear! And his reckless partner. The bank is worth the risk. We should take it down. I want full surveillance, 24 hours, round the clock. We never close open seven days a week. Assume they got our phones. Assume they got our houses. Assume they got us. Bam, bye-bye. They get more daring with every score. What's the estimate? 12.2 million. You're on. But one cop. He's here. I can feel it. Is closing in. Whatever score they're going to take next, they're going to have the surprise of a lifetime. Now, for the first time, Academy Award winner Al Pacino and Academy Award winner Robert De Niro collide. If I'm the hand, I gotta put you with. I'll tell you, you are going down. Not done yet. What if you do got me boxed in and I gotta put you down? Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. I will not hesitate for a second. Al Pacino. Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, in a Michael Mann film, Heat. Okay, now now I think it's safe to say that the trailer is done. So, yeah, that was a, that was a lot longer. I feel like when I was like going through it earlier, I was like, oh yeah, this will be perfect. We'll just play the whole trailer. It won't take very long. And then I'm just sitting here, just like, okay, we're probably losing people. People probably dropping out of the the stream. Uh, so sorry about that. But if you haven't seen Heat. That's okay. Um, we're going to try to make this as spoiler-free as possible. But then again, also, the movie's, like, what, 26 years old? So if you haven't yeah. seen it yet, that's on you. Um, but highly recommend it. I, I, you know, I know it was on Netflix for a bit. I don't think it's there anymore. But as I was kind of, like, getting clips together and everything, um, you can actually watch it on YouTube. The whole movie's on YouTube. I don't know if that's oh. like legal or not. But mm. it's there. So... Um, but yeah, so like I said, we're, we're going to kind of break it down a little bit more, um, a little more organized this time as we have our movie discussion. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start with the first question. Uh, Tom, I know you watched it last night cause you were texting mm -hmm. about it. Um, yeah. have you guys watched it recently? Um, I mean, so yeah, last night I watched it again. I had, I have seen it before, but I don't think, honestly, I've seen it since college when you and I watched it like a couple times over Christmas break, yeah. like one year. Um, so I needed a, a refresher, watched it last night. 
still just as good. It still slaps. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. still great. I watched it, last time I watched it was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when I was sick. Um, oh. And it is, honestly, it's it's a great movie, but it's also the perfect sick day movie. Oh, I know, yeah. like, when we first started this podcast, we it was during COVID, and we talked about sick days. Movies. Every day was a sick day. And Heat was my suggestion, and it still stands. Like, I mean... Because when you're sick, what are you doing? You're laying around not feeling good. And so you've got a three-hour movie that's going to, like, it goes and goes mm-hmm, and goes yeah. and keeps you in. It's it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. So here's just a little bit of background on Heat. Um, so it is written and directed by Michael Mann. Um, and it stars Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, and Val Kilmer. All this, I'm sure you surmised from the uh, the trailer. Uh, and it was released in theaters December 15th, 1995. So it's almost 26-year-old movie. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still fantastic. And, you know, one of the things that I kind of want to jump into first is, you know, let's just kind of talk about the script or the story, if you will. So um, if you haven't seen Heat, essentially what it is, it's a it's billed as a Los Angeles crime saga. And it follows um, basically kind of it's an ensemble cast, but it follows really two stories. One is of Robert De Niro's character, um, who is a a master thief and his team of thieves as they take scores in Los Angeles. Uh, And the other kind of storyline is the Al Pacino storyline where Al Pacino is a um, decorated Los Angeles PD uh, detective um, and his team as they're trying to kind of, you know, capture these guys. And it's a it's a long movie. It's about three and a half or about three hours long. And it's really just these two stories intersecting, um, you know, through throughout the the whole you know runtime, and um, you know, there's a couple things that that's really interesting to me about the script. If I'm just gonna say real quick, like from a personal level, if I'm watching this movie, um, the script is perfect, the story is perfect, and what I mean by that is that there's really no plot holes. Everything that happens in the story, as insignificant as you might think it is is important and everything ties together really really well like if you like the first time i ever watched heat you know you can follow it pretty easily because a story like heat doesn't require a lot of um context or necessarily like exposition um it's cops and robbers so i mean if you understand the cops and robber dynamic then it's going to be pretty easy to follow um but what you don't get maybe on like the first watch through is like how every character is important how every character relates to every other character and it flows so well, like throughout the whole runtime. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think, you know, thinking about like the overall story and script? Do you have like thoughts about it? Like anything that stands out to you in particular? Mob, you go first. Uh, no, I, I would just agree with what you said. Um, kind of like what I said earlier, like there's you're always gripped. There's not a wasted scene. Right. You know, there's a lot of movies where there's like, okay, that's kind of a filler. Um, you know, that wasn't needed. And for a three-hour movie, you see that a lot. But in this one, there's not a wasted scene. There's not a wasted word. And that's what makes it just so awesome to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like it was so well-written. Um, and I think, yeah, the points that you guys have already made about, you know, pretty easy to follow. You know why everything's happening. Um, I think that just is telling of a good script writer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a script that Michael Mann had actually written years before. And it's kind of based on a true story, which is something I didn't know until today when I was kind of digging into it. 
but essentially it's based on the real life Robert Neil McCauley. Um, it didn't take place in Los Angeles. It took place in Chicago, and it's based off a book I, I believe written by the detective who spent time trying to you know actually you know arrest Neil McCauley and his crew. Mm. Um, so it took place, uh, a real life Neil McCauley story took place in the sixties in Chicago. Uh, and then Michael Mann developed that script, uh, basically off the book into a pilot. Um, I forget the name of the show, but essentially it was after Miami Vice, which Michael Mann was creator of Miami Vice. Uh, and then he had a pilot for this show that was going to be about, you know, the Neil McCauley story. They made a 90 minute pilot studio was like hey or, or the network was like hey you know we really don't like this actor um who's playing the detective and you need to recast michael mann said no and so essentially just got canceled you can find i forget the name of the show like i said but you can find I, like the 90 minute pilot on dvd for sale. i think it's called because uh, i was looking at this up last night i was just going through um michael mann's uh film filmography and it's called L.A. Takedown. Yes, and I was like, it. oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And I clicked on it and it's like, wait, this is the exact same movie. It's same characters. Mm -hmm. Just like, so I was just kind of confused by that. But that's good to know because I didn't know that it was supposed to be like a show. Yeah. It just is listed as like a TV movie now. Right. Mm -hmm. So Michael Mann in the 80s, he directed one like feature film that was kind of like a crime film, uh, Thief. Uh, and then after Thief, they developed yes. Miami Vice, and then they did Miami Vice. And so then it was like, okay, well, we're going to develop another pilot for NBC, and it was supposed to be this story. And then, you know, essentially it didn't work out because Michael Mann didn't want to recast. Uh, and so essentially what happened is he repurposed it, rewrote it to be a film script. Uh, they turned it into a three-hour movie. Um, I think today what makes it really interesting is that if they waited even longer, I would see this more, you know, being developed as like a miniseries. Um, mm -hmm. for like HBO or Showtime yeah. or something like that, like a 12-part miniseries, um, which would be great, I'm sure. Um, but selfishly, we got the movie, and the movie's perfect, in my opinion. So and now it's to the point where it's like, don't do that. Let let right. the movie just live. Let it, let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Let it be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, first, have any of you guys seen the movie Thief? No, I've never actually seen it. All right. Well, I guess, do we know if that takes place in Los Angeles? Because I was thinking... I don't if it does, you've got Thief, you've got um, Heat, and then Collateral, mm -hmm. all taking place in L.A. Yeah, is that like Michael Mann's uh, L.A. trilogy? Maybe. Well, let's. let's but I don't of, really know yeah. anything about Thief. Sure. I haven't seen it yet. Sure. I mean, so I mean, talking kind of, you know, that's a good segue from script story to direction. So I mean, Michael Mann, obviously director of the movie, um, and, and Michael Mann is kind of known for like crime movies, um, and. He, if you look at like the trajectory of Michael Mann movies over time, they have an interesting evolution to where you have the 80s movies. So you had like Thief, you had uh, uh, Manhunter, which was the, the Hannibal Lecter film that he did. Um, and then Heat is kind of like a transition from like those 80s, just, you know, pocket crime movies to where he kind of went into in like the early 2000s, which is like this documentary style, um, you know shaky cam movies like collateral public enemy stuff like that um but you know he you can kind of see that transition starting to happen um mm -hmm. the it, it's very i wouldn't say like you know it, it feels like a 90s movie it doesn't feel yeah. like it's like beyond its time by any means it is timeless i'll say that like i, I feel like you can you know obviously still watch it today and be thoroughly entertained um but you you start seeing like how his direction is kind of evolving a little bit 
Um, I'll say this too. I mean, with Michael Mann, this is a big, you know, he, I mean, he's made movies before he's made TV shows before this point. This is a big deal. You've got Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, the great Val Kilmer, and you're, you know, you have to weave all these stories together. Um, it's, um, yeah. Well, and, and it's your follow-up to the last of the Mohicans. Right. Yes. Right. Which is another great movie. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Um, but he does such a masterful job of kind of weaving all these stories together um, and, and directing it. Um, that kind of brings us into like the acting portion of it, which may be the most standout feature of this film is how well acted it is. Because you've yeah. got De Niro, you've got Pacino, you got Val Kilmer, and you know I, I don't think well, there's like a as McConaughey would say, there's not a false note in the bunch. Like everybody <laughs> does a great job. Yeah. And what's, what's awesome. Like you have those big three names, but you also have some like awesome character type minor characters as well. Like Frank or Hank Azaria. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you've got all state Dennis. Hay- uh, David yeah, Dennis Palmer. Hayes. Yeah. Yeah. The David greatest Palmer. president we never had. Yeah. And, and you got a young Natalie Portman, young Natalie Portman's yeah. in it too. Yeah. She does a great. Who job. I did not realize until I was watching last night how little of the movie she's actually in. But she's there. And but she is matters. there, and she right. and she. It is a yeah. Right, I think there's like you know obviously the acting class uh, is you know the the diner scene with yes. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I'm actually just gonna play a clip real quick of the diner scene. Um, bear with me one second here. You know we're sitting here. Now that we've been face to face, if I'm there and I gotta put you away, I won't like it. But I'll tell you, if it's between you and some poor bastard whose wife you're gonna turn into a widow, brother, you are going down. There's a flip side to that coin. What if you do got me boxed in? Then I gotta put you down. Because no matter what, you will not get in my way. We've been face to face, yeah. <laughs> but I will not hesitate. Not for a second. Maybe that's the way it'll be. Or, who knows? Well, maybe we'll never see each other again. Yeah, that scene, I mean, it's a lot longer than that, but uh, it's it's such a unique... I, I don't think you've seen anything like that in a crime movie before, where, like, that scene is that these guys obviously know who each other is. Like, you're a cop, I'm a I'm a thief, you're following me, and we're just going to sit in a diner and have a conversation while while you're investigating me. And they have this like conversation, which I think is integral to the whole point of the movie, is that these guys, like in another life, probably best friends. Yeah. Like, they have a lot. They have very, very similar outlooks on life. And that's essentially what they're talking about, is like why they do what they do. Um, and it's just fantastic. 
Like, it's like, yeah, this feels real. This feels like a conversation mm-hmm. that would actually happen. Um, and, and that's just one small part. You know, again, we're talking about how, like, there's so many actors in this movie, and every scene seems like, you know, just, yeah, you probably teach it in acting classes because of how well it's done. Yeah, so so in my research of the movie, that coffee shop scene is what sold De Niro on yeah. doing the movie. Um, he they, Apparently, like, that was the scene they were most excited to shoot. Yeah. Which makes sense. Because wasn't this, wasn't this like a huge deal that it was the first time you got Pacino and De Niro in the same movie or it was the first same screen time same, together. Same screen time. Yeah. Cause so, they've been in Godfather part two, but never, that's right. never, never together. together. Yeah. They yeah. never up till that point had acted in a movie in a scene together or like in a, in a movie where like, you know, in, in Godfather two was like flashbacks. Um, yeah. Right. To young Vito Corleone and then forward to Michael Corleone. So, I mean, they didn't really interact in any way. Um, so this was the first time where you have that, th- that threaded through the movie. And then, you know, of course we got the amazing follow-up righteous kill, Ugh. which could we say <laughs> that was better than heat? Oh, no way. Yeah. No, what a movie major was disappointment. That movie was a Ugh. piece of shit, but another great Pacino De Niro collab. And then there, are, of course, mm. Irishman, which came out a couple years ago, which is fantastic. Such it's, a good movie. Yeah. But Heat is three hours, and Irishman is like what four and a half hours long. So about three and a half. I yeah, think. three and a half. Yeah. So it's even more of a commitment than Heat, but it's worth it. Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, acting okay. wise, just phenomenal movie. Uh, and then technical stuff. I mean, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say that this movie is like particularly groundbreaking in the way that it's you know shot or anything like that, but. Um, there's a few things that stand out to me. Uh, and I think the biggest thing, and I can play the clip here in a second, is the sound of this movie. Yes. So there is, um, you know, so many scenes where it's just like, the sound is like, yeah, I feel like this is what it would actually sound like in real life. It doesn't sound like it's all, you know, um, made up in post-production. And, you know, there's not like a ton of like, you know, extra added effect. Oh, go ahead. mm -hmm. It's because there wasn't. So instead of dubbing, they put microphones yeah. on the set to capture to amplify the gunfire. It, yeah. right. I think the the most telling, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and play the clip here, is there's a pretty much like mid, mid part of the movie, there's a downtown shootout uh, between the police and Robert De Niro's crew. And it's it's fantastic. And, and it's just, it's so loud. Like it's it captures you and kind of brings you into it. But here's the clip. So yeah, I mean it's just it's it's like that I feel like if I were in downtown Austin right now and there was a big shootout, that's what that would sound like. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I just love too how with movies like this, I feel like Michael Mann does a great job of utilizing like the cities themselves in the movies. Yeah. Uh and just um every scene, like we've said, is like has a purpose, has meaning. And I just feel like being able to u- utilize actual city shots just enhances um everything about about the movie sure i don't know 
Yeah, no, there's a scene, there's a shot in particular that I always think about that it, it's not like super, like super consequential, but it's like, it, it's something that always stood out to me. It's the scene kind of earlier in the movie when Robert De Niro and John Voight are in the parking garage and they're mm-hmm. just kind of like talking and you see like the overshot of like downtown Los Angeles or at least part of it. Yeah. And it's like, you feel like you're immersed in Los Angeles. It's almost as if like Los Angeles is kind of like another character in the film. And I mean, the, the subtitle of the movie is a Los Angeles crime saga. So I think he does a really good job of, you know, making Los Angeles just a part of, just as much a part of the movie as a character yeah. uh, or a story point. Um, so it, it's really cool. It's immersive. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. But yeah, it, I mean, the, the, the sound effects, the, the, the way that they wired it for sound is, is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And if you can watch it on like a, like a home theater system, or, or see it in a the theater. Maybe a theater is going to yeah. show it because that happens. I go see it. It's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one that I wish like I could have first experienced in a theater. Yeah, I was same. I was talking to a buddy last night. He was like, have you seen Dune yet? And I was like, no, I'm waiting for the theater. It's a theater experience. And I feel like heat would have been this. If it were to come out tomorrow, I'd be like going to the theater. I don't want to see it anyway else for my first experience. Sure. Yeah. And I, I was also thinking like multiple times while I was watching this last night, like how so much of this feels a lot like drive as well. Yeah. Just like these long city shots, quiet, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're immersed in like this quick action. Um, and and also like the soundtrack, too, is very similar. But we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute, I think so. Yeah, no, that's actually what I was just about to talk about is that, you know, the soundtrack to Heat, there's a few things I think that really stand out about it um, that add to it. One is that if you, you know, when we played that clip of the trailer and then also the the bank heist scene or the shootout scene, there's that kind of soundtrack in the back of the, like the percussion, like, kind of like that. And it's like, um, it, it kind of, it's quiet. It's not like overwhelming, mm-hmm. but it creates like a sense of like urgency. Like, hey, we gotta, yeah. we got to go. We gotta go. Yeah. And then there's those like more quiet moments where it's just like conversations taking place and the the soundtrack is just a lot more atmospheric and like yeah. kind of creates the environment that they're in. Yeah, there's definitely like a um kind of a um late eighties, early nineties like guitar like synth and guitar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I used to listen to like certain songs from the soundtrack when I would study in college because it's just like kind of atmospheric. I don't know, but uh, Elliot Goldendahl was the one who actually um, did the the soundtrack for the film. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some good, there's good, you know, contrast between those scenes where it's like, hey, we need to kind of, you know, feel like there's some, uh, you know, some movement here, and then also mm-hmm. those, those slower scenes where it's like, hey, you just kind of want to like, like for instance, the the one scene that stands out to me is the scene with um, Robert De Niro and Amy Brenneman. Where they're at yes. his house. That's what I was thinking downtown of. Yeah. Los Angeles, and there's kind of the, the music playing in the background, and everything is just atmospheric. Everything's kind of slowed down. You see him, you see Robert De Niro's character in a different, you know, um, different light than you like do. More sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. And I think that this soundtrack is what ultimately is, you know, driving that or helping that story arc along. So, but uh, I guess, you know, bottom line let's just go ahead and say it like let's go ahead and let's rate this movie you know here's what i'll say um i think on rotten tomatoes let's see it's like 80 or 90 something i think 
Heat, 1995. On Rotten Tomatoes, it looks like it has a uh, 87% score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is fair. Um, I would put this in one of those movies that I revisit, and I will always revisit. So I'd probably, if I were personally rating this on Rotten Tomatoes, I'd probably put it in like the 95% range. I'd dock it five points for being long, but again, it moves fast. So, yeah. Mob, what would you rate this movie? I think you said it, was it last week or two weeks ago, uh, when you said Dune was rewatchable, which is one of the highest compliments you can give a movie. And that's what I would say about Heat. Insanely yeah. rewatchable. Yeah. Um, like, you know, once a year, maybe even more. Um, it's just, it's so good. Uh, I would give it 12 LaCroix out of seven. 12 so. LaCroix out of seven? <laughs> that's wow, that math is weird mirror. and great at the same time. I, I also that. said at the beginning, I am uneducated. Also, so. did you, did you, be honest, did you look at something on your desk to give it a rating? Like you just have a can of LaCroix right there? Nailed it. Guessed it. There you go. Is that the watermelon flavor? Yeah. Yeah. I just had that this week. It's pretty good. Tom, what would you rate this movie? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna give this movie five stars, um, okay. and I, I do say that like aware of like my own easily entertained kind of uh, personality. Like, I think there's a lot of great movies out there, and a lot of them can be highly rated. But this one really is, I feel like, a perfect movie. Yeah. Um, even despite the length, like I enjoy long epics. Yeah, sure. and this is one of those movies. And yeah, everything we've talked about, like it's just. Well, well written. Each character is is developed well over the whole two and a half, three hour length time, um, and it's just it's just a great story. And yeah, I just I just love it. So I think I think what sets this one apart, right, is like it. Yeah, you're right, Tom. It falls into like the category of easily entertaining movies, right? Like heist movies are you typically easily entertaining. You just need some big explosions, some gunfights, some you know. And you're good to go and you're entertained and throwing the rock and it's like, oh yeah, we're good. It's awesome. But like this one has structure. It has, uh, like Kenny said, a, a plot with no holes. Like mm-hmm. it's actually a good movie. Yeah. As opposed to the movies that I, I I enjoy that I wouldn't consider good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Uh, fantastic movie. And I would be remiss if I didn't play a clip from the best scene in the entire movie. So I'm going to go ahead and do that (laughs) right now. I just... Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Because she got a great ass! And you got your head all the way up it! Jesus. When I think of asses, woman's ass... (laughs) Something comes out of me. Oh man, best scene in the whole movie. By it far. was ad libbed. <laughs> yeah, it was ad libbed. So Frank is or Hank Azaria's like uh, reaction. He didn't know that was coming. And like my favorite part about it is you. He looks like he wants to say big ass, yeah. but he switches it to great, right? Because it was all ad libbed. Yeah, he's like. There's scenes in that movie where he's like unhinged and there i read something i think i talked about on the podcast before but he um originally the character was supposed to have like a cocaine addiction and they filmed (laughs) a lot of the movie with that assumption (laughs) and then like they decided to just take it out and so there's just scenes where he's like totally normal and then scenes like that where he's just like he's lost it like eyes are popping out i was gonna say i feel like al pacino is probably the most 
theatrical detective I've ever seen in any sort of TV or movie. Because I feel like you, you, you watch shows like uh, the first 48 or whatever. They're all very quiet, very reserved, very like serious. But he's out there. Ooh, ha! Yeah. There's, Great ass! There's another scene earlier in the movie, which I, I didn't get the clip for, but he's interviewing like an informant that he has like on the street. And it's like really early in the movie. And he just like goes to the junkyard where this informant's at. And then he's just like talking to him. And it's just like he's losing his mind, it seems like. <laughs> he's like, or he, there's also the scene with Tone Loke in the, in the club where he's like, oh, yeah. man, I get shot and killed for telling you things. And he's like, you get shot walking your doggy. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are you talking about, man? Uh, give me all you got. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. Well, I mean, that's it for our discussion of Heat. And, and you know, we'll, we'll definitely transition here into some anniversaries. But before I do that, I think it's time that maybe we... Told you I was gonna bring it back at some point. Okay. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember the SNL skit where John Hamm just like yes, Sergio everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sergio, Sergio. Yes, very much remember that. Well, okay, Tom. How about we do some movie anniversaries this week, my man? You got it. Happy five year anniversary to Doctor Strange. Good movie. Pretty good it Marvel is. movie. I uh, I discounted it because I went through a anti Benedict Cumberbatch stage. Mm. then i actually watched uh sherlock and it's fantastic and why why did you have an anti-benedict cumberbatch stage he just like to me he was one of those people who everyone seemed to love and i didn't understand it and so i went the complete opposite way for Mm. no reason Mm -hmm. like now i can say that honestly and say like it was just like the it it was like you need to see this and i'm like i'm good without seeing that so i'm going to go on the opposite way like when I was younger and I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter, so I went the opposite way and said it sucked. Mm-hmm. But this was it's, a personal choice. Fair it's uh, it was wrong. Did you guys see that when he hosted SNL, the skit they did? It's like a game show skit, and it's like why is Benjamin Cumberbatch hot or something like that? Yeah. And yeah. No one can explain it, but they're all like very well like enthralled by him, and they get lost in his eyes. It's 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 great. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. So. But my wife made me watch Sherlock, and I get it now. Sherlock is an awesome TV show. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. Then oh, I watched cool. Doctor Strange. Nice. Happy 10-year anniversary to The Muppets. Great movie. <laughs> I'm pro-Muppet, 100%. This mm-hmm. is a pro-Muppet podcast, I've decided. Yeah. Very Muppets much, will uh, always be funny to me, no matter how old I get. Always. Yeah. And finally, happy 25-year anniversary to Ransom. Ransom, which is a great movie too. Give me back my son. Yeah, <laughs> at least I used to think it was great. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, it's but, been a while. Yeah, mm. solid movie though. You get yeah. Gary Sinise's bad guy. You don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. Oops, spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, Tom, thank you so much for yeah. the the movie anniversaries, guys. I want to thank you again for joining me here this uh, lovely Saturday morning. I also want to thank everybody who was in the chat with us today. So, decent AF, Grit, Molly Wicks. Thank you so much, Mob. You're in there too. So there you go. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Disney says Al Pacino is so funny. 
Agreed. What a character that guy is. Um, but again, we are the Cineboys Podcast. We are part of the Cork Bats Podcast Network. Um, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Be a part of the Cork Bats family. Get your all your great video Cork Bats content right here. Um, you can also check out the Cork Bats website, corkbats.com. Um, we've been writing there a lot, so there's a lot of blog posts from the Cineboys, and you know you, you can check out our stuff there, and you know some of the other writers for Cork Bats. It's always good stuff. Um, if you listen to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, thank you so much. Please consider rating, reviewing, and subscribing. That goes a long way for us. Um, and if you're wanting to make your own podcast, check out Anchor. A little ad break there. They pay us now, so <laughs> there you go. Um, and, uh, you know, you're going to hear an Anchor ad probably at the beginning of this if you're listening. So that's part of the, it's part of the gambit now. Um, we're getting big. We're making money. That's, that's how things work. Um, but, yeah. And then, of course, social media. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cineboys. Um, you can also email us, cineboyspodcast at gmail.com. Mob, you are the arbiter of our email. Have we gotten any new emails lately? Uh, no. Okay, cool. I mean, we have we have mainly Twitter notifications. Like, I'll tweet something out, and then I'll get an email like five minutes later that says, Cineboys Podcast, Mob Observations tweeted. Or Kenny will tweet something, and I'll get a... Yeah. notification that's, that's you, about it yeah you can also follow us on twitter you see my twitter handle mob's twitter handle tom's twitter handle kevin's on twitter too but we're not going to promote him today because he decided not to come um he's also uh like you you have to request to follow him he's got that little lock <sighs> box on turd. and here's what's funny here's what's hilarious to me i will see him tweet at like a normal per- uh, like a famous person something mm-hmm. and he doesn't know that that person can't see what he's tweeting <laughs> because he has protected tweets, and that person doesn't follow him. He's go. such a boomer. Such a boomer. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Kevin. Uh, also, Kevin, as of it's been, what, 45 minutes, still has not joined the Discord. Give you a little Kevin has not joined the Discord update. And then, of course, finally, you can also follow Cork Bats on social media, um, at Cork Bats on Twitter, and then at Cork Bats 2 on Instagram. So check that out. But that's pretty much it. Guys, you got anything else you want to say? Nope. All right. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers out to Derrick Henry. Yes. R.I.P. Derrick Henry. All right. Well, catch you guys later. Later.